Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in. This is Night Owls Radio, and we're going to prove once again, I'll show you it's a wacky, wacky world. Boy, it certainly is at times. You know, I was invited to London, England in 2010 by the Archbishop of Canterbury, Donald Cogan, relative who happens to be a friend of mine, and I am probably going to go to the coronation because this world is so wacky. How wacky is it? I'll tell you. It can be so wacky that I now have two business associates. I, Miss X, have two business associates in common with now King Charles III. Yes, we have this. It's on my LinkedIn page on LinkedIn. 
you can see it there on LinkedIn. When he was Prince of Wales, Charles and I had these two friends in common. We are going to launch into the scary stories. He's getting all into the Halloween stores are open now. I'm going to be going to one shortly. Finally, shortly. What? Spiders black and white. Gungry, gauzy, ghosty things. So get ready because it's a real old-fashioned radio show tonight. Listen to the scary stories. Is that a bump that you heard? Get that weird, weird feeling coming over you when you just know something's going on. That's what these stories are all about. Scary. Scary. Radio. Make sure your lights are out. The show can only be heard in the dark. And it can only be heard when you have a decent internet connection. Am I going to have to enterprise again? Am I going to have to ad-lib and now do the horror stories on top of everything else? Now I have to be the guest as well as the host and everything else on the show. By the way, this show's been on since 2008. Where have you been? I have to schedule the All Hallows Eve show, which is our traditional every Halloween night show every year on Halloween night. I do the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Don't know if I'm going to do it this year, but there'll be a show right here. There will be Halloween night for the 14th year in a row. The big toe. A boy was digging at the edge of the garden when he saw a big toe. He tried to pick it up, but it was stuck. Something. It was stuck so it a good and jerk, and it came off in his hand into the kitchen and showed a chat of his mistake. It was something of the mystery. It was a voice. You know that sound that awakens you that sounds serious? When the boy heard that, he got very scared. Sleep and cover and hope it does in that.
But all that night, he heard Burton's dog outside his cabin, scratching on his door and barking to be let in. I'm imagining this, Billy said to himself. I shot that dog. It's dead. But the next morning, Billy saw the dog. It was waiting for him outside. From then on, there was not a day when he didn't see it. And there wasn't a night when he didn't hear it scratching on his door, barking to be let in. From then on, Billy was always finding black dog hairs on the sofa, on the floor, in his bed, even in his food. And the house and the yard stank of dog. That's what Billy said. Whenever somebody told him there wasn't any dog to see, he'd say, maybe, maybe you don't see it, but I do, and I'm not any crazier than you are. Things went on like that for many years. Then one morning, in the middle of the winter, the neighbors didn't see any smoke coming out of Billy's chimney. When they went over to check, Billy wasn't there. A day or so later, they found his body lying in the snow in a field back of his cabin. Billy had plenty of enemies, and at first it seemed like somebody might have killed him. But there wasn't a mark on his body, and there weren't any footprints out there except for Billy's. The doctor said Billy probably died of old age, but there was something odd about his death. When the neighbors found Billy, there were black dog hairs on his clothes. There were even a few on his face. What about the woman that was all skin? There was an old woman all skin in the graveyard Now you know I'm going to take you up to the midnight hour. The bride coming up next. <laughs> What's coming up next? And other than a little story about a scary, scary bride. Not the bride of Frankenstein. Nope. Not the one. This is a different one. All together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bride. The minister's daughter had just gotten married. After the wedding ceremony, there was a great feast with music and dance. Anybody want some sauerkraut? I'm getting games, even old children's games. When they got to playing hide and seek. The bride decided to hide in her grandfather's trunk up in the attic. Taking you up into the midnight hour, this is Meadows Radio with your host. Delirious and cracked her head, and she fell unconscious inside. The lid slammed shut and locked. No one will ever know how long she called for help or how hard she struggled to free herself from that tomb. Everyone in the village searched for her, and they looked almost everywhere, but no one thought of looking in the trunk. After a week, 
her brand new bridegroom and all the others gave her up for lost. Years later, a maid went up into the attic looking for something she needed. Maybe it is in the trunk, she thought. She opened it and screamed. There lay the missing bride in her wedding dress. But by then, she was only a skeleton. The midnight hour just walk on through. The sides have great black stone on the wet walls. Come on in. Come on in. And all the scariness of being shown the aliens back in the 1950s that supposedly crashed somewhere, somewhere in America. You know that story very well. There was actually a show just like this one, quite similar to what you're listening to right now, way back in the 1950s. Yeah, way back then. It was an overnight paranormal show, radio show. And they had a guest on there, and you know who I'm talking about, too. I'm not going to mention his name. He claimed that he saw the aliens that they kept after they crashed somewhere out there. Did you want to ride up in the elevator with me? There's always room. Room. Room for one more. Whenever they open the door... And they say to you, room for one more. You better look out. Just don't get on that that elevator. And if you've been trapped in an elevator, then you know that's just another example of what a wacky, wacky world it can be. Even when you're just trapped in an elevator. Thoughts go through your head during those times. Mm-hmm. It's all part of what we're talking about. Room for one more. Room for one more. A man named Joseph Blackwell came to Philadelphia on a business trip. He stayed with friends in the big house they owned outside the city. That night, they had a good time visiting. But when Blackwell went to bed, he tossed and turned and couldn't sleep. Sometime during the night, the car turned into the driveway. He went to the window to see who was arriving at such a late hour. He saw a long black purse filled with people. The driver.
one of the passengers looked up and called him. There is room for one more. Told you had to use an elevator. And no thanks, said Blackwell. I'll get the next one. The doors closed and the elevator started up. There was shrieking and screaming, then the sound of a crash. The elevator had fallen to the bottom of the shaft. Everyone aboard. We told you about the elevators. A weird blue light. Just is what we were talking about. On that long ago 1950s late night radio show. So they didn't talk about the blue light. They talked about other UFO sightings. But right now, we're going to get into our final story, A Weird Blue Light. A Weird Blue Light. Late one night in October 1864, a Confederate blockade runner slipped by some Union gunboats at the entrance to Galveston Bay in Texas and made it safely to port with its cargo of food and other necessities. Lewis Billings, the master of the small vessel, was getting ready to weigh anchor when he was startled by a shriek from one of the crew. A strange old-fashioned schooner with a big black flag was rushing down at us, Billings said later. She was afire with a sort of weird, pale blue light that lighted up every nook and cranny of her. The crew was pulling at the ropes and doing other work, and they paid us no attention, didn't even glance our way. They all had ghastly, bleeding wounds, but their faces and eyes were those of dead men. The man who had shrieked had fallen to his knees, his teeth chattering as he gasped out a prayer, overcoming my own terror that was chilling the very marrow of my bones. I rushed forward, shouting to the others as I ran. Suddenly, the schooner vanished before my eyes. Some say that it was the ghost of Jean Lafitte's pirate ship, Pride, that sank off Galveston Island in 1821 or 1822. She was seen again in 1892 in the same waters with the same crew. Oh, that's not as scary as when my uncle took us in the basement and it was dark back then. That was very, very small. He pointed to all the electrical works. You know, the heater, where the gas comes from, and all the stuff you can see in the middle of the basement floor. He pointed to it, and he pointed to a dark sort of blocked spot, took us up close to it, and said, that's where the pirate lives. The pirate lives in there. Until next time, remember we all share this planet. Be good to each other. Happy screams! <laughs> <laughs>